Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Hello, so today we are talking to Shani Bella and all the wonderful thing that she, things she's got to offer at the Norwich Yoga Festival. But first, I'm going to start by reading her bio. So for many years, there was something holding Shani back from being her true, authentic self. She was constantly living in her head, controlling everything around her. Oh, hi, perfectionist. Planning everything to the dot and not leaving any room for flow or rest. Shani was living in her masculine energy, never feeling remotely feminine or giving her feminine side any attention at all. Shani spent far too long listening to her inner critic who was always telling her she wasn't good enough, clever enough, beautiful enough, slim enough, strong enough or worthy enough of what she really deserved. Sometimes this voice was so loud and so powerful that at times she felt she was struggling for air. On the outside, Shani looked like she had it all. A great career, amazing friends, a caring partner and a healthy bank balance. But inside, she knew something was missing. Shani constantly had that niggling feeling inside that she had a higher calling, a great purpose, and that she was meant to be serving the world in a whole different way. That's just beautiful. <laughs> Where did you go from there? Yeah. Hi, Shani. <laughs> Hi, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. No I'm worries. really, really glad we connected somewhere through the, the ether of the internet. Love it. Um, and discovered that we live in the same the same part of the country and we can collaborate in this way. It's really beautiful. It is. Um, where did I go from there? Well, as as you it was quite interesting, actually, you reading out my words back to me in the third person and just hearing my own story being read to me, because, um, <laughs> you know, I probably would say so many more things now about myself. But, but actually hearing that back, I was like nodding my head going, yep. Yeah, Yep, yep, all those things. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so it was actually, yeah, it was actually quite interesting just hearing you say that about me and, and you know, using my name as if I'm listening to someone else's story, but actually realizing it's mine. Um, so where have I gone from that? I don't really know where to begin, but um, as you as you rightly said from my from my bio, I mean that's taken from my website on my about me page. And you know, I like many other women, I have spent pretty much all my life living in my masculine energy um, in a world where I didn't feel like I fully fitted into the system and living in a world where my success was very much valued and, and kind of, um, yeah, my success was validated by productivity, by, the, by my levels of productivity. And that comes from obviously my upbringing and my home and the type of school environment that I ended up going to a girls grammar school that was very competitive and, you know, just kind of being surrounded by these, by these hyper-masculine energies. And even in my, in my, um, even though I was in a caring profession of teaching, still I was like always looking to climb the, the, the career ladder and I ended up moving to Singapore um, for five years. And when I was living in Singapore, that's when I really understood about the concept of masculine energy, because so in Singapore, it just felt like there was no room for creative flow. Everything was very organized and structured and, um, you know, everything had its rule and its place. And then everybody that was kind of attracted to live there and work there was very alpha in their energy. So highly ambitious and very attached to finances and money and being better. And it, it really, it really started to stifle me. And I understood that uh, this masculine energy was not serving me or the collective. 
And when that started to awaken in me, I knew that there must be another path and there must be another way of living. And, you know, I found myself even in a teaching career and I had a great job in an international school, I was, you know, traveling and, you know, everything was great, but I was still always thinking, why am I not as good as that person? Why aren't I earning as much as them? Why aren't I do-? And it was this constant narrative that ran through the culture there um, that really it just didn't feel good to be in that masculine energy. And so I moved to Israel, which is part of my roots. Um, and there I was kind of seeking my awakening of my feminine energy. But once again, my, my masculine energy found me. Um, oh, and, you know, it was, it was for a while I was, you know, flowing and it was much more spontaneous and much less organized. And there was a real beautiful sense of community there and, you know, beach culture and being outdoors and then came in my wounding and my trauma again that, that put me straight back into overdoing and overgiving and um, being in my masculine, which led me to a burnout again. And it was really then that I started to, to experience my spiritual awakening. And it was then that I started to awaken to the feminine. And I was in the land, you know, of Mary Magdalene and Yeshua. And like it literally through my roots and through my awakening of my past lives and connection to ancient Egypt and my grandmother's Egyptian. And just it all just started to unfold and unfurl. Um, yeah. And it was it was then that I started attending women's circles and and. Um, also really deeply connecting into breathwork, which is the practice, one of the practices and modalities of healing that I now offer because I was so stuck in my trauma, which was freeze. I was, I was living in freeze response and it was a protective method. It was, it was a reaction to an abusive relationship I'd been in. It was a reaction to a car accident I'd had. It was a reaction to kind of this constant need of of being in control and gripping on so tightly in, in what I you know was my wounded masculine I really didn't know how to surrender I really didn't like that bio was really accurate and you were reading it I, was like, I literally didn't know what to do and um the the breathwork practice that I started going to sessions with a breath worker really opened up my ability to release and to feel my body again to connect to my intuition again, to give me some clarity and to, to feel and be able to express emotions in a way that didn't feel shameful. And, you know, I've been a drama teacher for years, so expressing myself wasn't the issue, but it was like doing it in a way that didn't feel shameful or, or really releasing so much deep trauma that was stuck in my cellular system. So, yeah, I think through that journey of my own awakening into the feminine and integration of the masculine, it's an ongoing journey. Yeah. Um, that's that's really how I came to to stop, um, you know, training to be a breath worker and using this and running my own women's circles and running my own um, feminine courses that I offer online and, you know, holding space for people in a way because I know what that feels like. And, and I knew that that I had this gift to be able to offer to people and, and I just love it. I love it. Oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. Where it's, that's a shortened version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story and so personal. So thank you for sharing it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. And I can only imagine that it resonates with so many people who are going to be at such varying points on that similar journey. They're yeah. going to feel stuck still, or they're just starting to discover that, oh, there's actually more to this, or maybe they're going through that whole trauma discovery release and everything yeah. 
there yeah. uh, it's going to speak to so many so many women and yeah maybe men. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, when we speak about masculine and feminine energy, you know, for someone who's new to this concept, maybe maybe I'll just touch on that, because some of us have heard about what this is, masculine and feminine. Some of us don't really know what that is. And I think when you you know, when I was, for example, I shared when I was living in Singapore and I felt this like alpha energy, but I didn't know then that it was wounded masculine energy. I didn't know that phrase. I didn't really know what that meant, but I felt it. Um, in my core like I felt it in my essence and it was it so so what I'm referring to when I say that is that we no matter what your gender whether you're male or female or you identify as neither or both or whatever that is we all carry these essences inside of us and we need the masculine and the feminine and the energy of that you know to be in union we, we need the two and it's it's the polarity that's in everything that we see in the world right like light and dark and we have day and night and fire and water and the elements complement each other spring and winter and summer and autumn and we we need we need these you know opposites um to work together so when I talk about the energy I'm not talking about your physical form or or your sexuality or how you identify and, and this you know this is part of all of us um that we are we are made of this energy and, and for many women, we have had to learn to live within what we call our masculine energy because for, for a whole host and variety of reasons, um, one being that in order to feel safe or to be seen or to be taken seriously, you know, we needed to, to mask, you know, hyper masculate ourselves in order to do that, right? To be yeah, seen. 100%. Yeah, to be witnessed, to be heard, and and actually, what when I do these when I do this work around masculine and feminine energy, and I ask women, I'm doing a, an online journey right now, awakening your divine feminine codes, and you know, the one of the first um, questions I asked in the first session was, what what does feminine mean to you? And I asked them to write down twenty words, and we had a whole variety, you know, compassion and nurture and mothering and caring, strong and powerful. And it was so interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was so interesting because, you know, I wrote down my 20 words and I didn't have anything about compassion and care in there. It was all like fire and rage and feared and fear. And, you know, like the feminine is so powerful. She's such a powerful energy that actually most people are scared of it. They're scared of the power that lies within themselves. So they keep themselves small or they use the wounded masculine to protect themselves. It's like, if I just put on a hard shell and I go, 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 and I keep busy, 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 and I do, 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 I don't really have to face my emotions, right? Yeah, right. definitely. And and there are so many women out there that can relate to that. And there are so many single mums that have had to play dual, dual roles for their kids. And, you know, as I said, in order to be really taken seriously, we've had to work one extra to, <laughs> to really get to, to be seen yeah. in, a, in a world that doesn't really allow for our our energy and our cycles and our connection to, to mother nature and our connection to, to the cycles and the seasons that we live in. Um, yeah. And so I do feel like there's a huge resurgence and a return and a remembrance. And that's part of the path that I lead people on to, to really remember their, their sacred, to remember their mission, to remember their path, to remember, to remember who they are really truly in their core, in their essence and, and that can be from not just this lifetime, that can be from 
women scared to show their power because they were witches and they were burnt for their for their power because they were priestesses and they were they were you know shamed and tortured and outed or silenced or oppressed for, for the power that they held or they were oracles you know I, I identify with that one deeply I'm, I'm oracular so I, I know like it's scary to say to people hey I know what's going to happen and they don't believe you and you're like they think I'm crazy but I'm not <laughs> Well, I think I know my next question. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's it's such a fascinating topic, and I you're completely right. Uh, yeah, everything you're saying rings so true, and you see this. It might just be because of who I follow on social media and where my social media wants to take me, of course. But you just see more and more posts about this feminine energy yeah. and the fact that we are so well oppressed in so many different ways yeah. and we have to hide from ourselves hide the fact that we're feminine yeah. hide that energy and constantly keep it small keep it down and heaven forbid it come out because oh you're crazy or whatever it is exactly yeah I mean even the word you know you think of the word hysteria right or yeah. hysterion and it comes from like the ancient Greek and, and they're like, oh, the womb and the hysterion. And that's where the word hysterectomy comes from. And we have so much kind of like shame that, that is stored in our womb, in our cellular system. And that, that womb energy is connected, not just it's connected to our heart and it's connected to our throat. So when women struggle, when women have, have um, sexual trauma, which we all carry within us, right? Whether it's our own, whether we got it from our mother through our, through our cellular, you know, through our birth trauma, which is something I dive really deeply into my breath work. I'll come on to that later, but <laughs> whether it's, you know, <clears throat> even as I talk about it now like there's a <clears throat> in my throat because because that it, it's so deep the, the the trauma that we carry in our wombs and it connects to our heart and it connects to our throat so if women are unable to express themselves or they've had to swallow their feelings or swallow their power or or been made to feel small it's stored deep down in the womb and vice versa like if you've had any kind of dishonoring or disrespect or trauma in that space and then it gets stuck here and you can't express it or talk about it or, or connect then to intimacy because you don't feel safe. Mm. And it's and, and really my my mission really on this planet, there is I have several missions, but my biggest mission is really for every human, but particularly for women to be truly seen, heard and witnessed. And I say it at every single one of my women's circles and I say it in everything that I do, like you are seen here and you are witnessed and you are held and you are honoured and, and all of you is welcome. And that is all aspects of you, whether it's your rage, your anger, your fear, your pain, your joy, your pleasure, your celebration, whatever it is, like all of it. Wow. <laughs> because we have, we're multifaceted. We're not just one thing. Like. No. No, we're really not. Yeah. This might all explain why when I get angry, I get a massive lump in my throat and then cry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and it never and, comes out as just yelling. It just comes out as tears. Yeah, absolutely. And that's probably because your needs haven't been met. And that's that's that could definitely link back to, you know, you're in a you're in a little girl who didn't have her needs met as a child and therefore didn't know how to express and therefore cried. And it can also be from lifetimes of not being able to express you know like we think back to how women have been treated over lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes and and our ancestors and how you know I just had a conversation with with some women in my family last night I hadn't seen them in a long time and they really struggled to open up about it and I'm very open about these conversations and so is my mom and and <clears throat> 
her her family really struggled to open up and and they kind of they shut down the conversation on it and and they 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 told me that I was talking rubbish about it and they were like you can't blame your family for this and I was like well I'm not blaming my family but I'm explaining the connection but they didn't want to hear it and I think there's just so much shame that women carry that unless you are are at a stage where you're able to really sit with that and face that and work through that you just swallow it back down and 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 that is what causes that deep stagnancy and that stuckness and the freeze response that I spoke about earlier, because it's, it's, it's a protection. It's a fear, isn't it? Yeah, it truly is. Yeah. So, it so this, it's all connected and there's so much to say about it. <laughs> I mean, I can go for hours, but um, yeah, I mean, this is, this has all been part of my own, own journey, which is why I feel so you know, passionate about sharing this with other women that I I know from conversations, from the women's circles, from the feedback, from what they share with me, how much this resonates with them. Um, and we're here to support each other ultimately. So absolutely. Um, so looking back, let's say 10 years, do you feel like you're a completely different person? as you were 10 years ago if you were to look back if you were to meet you now sort of thing a hundred percent I'm now 35 when I was 25 I was teaching in a school in London it was my first teaching job I'd been there about three years I, I came straight out of uni went straight into teaching I was young I was you know getting promotions at like 23 24 I was working in London and I'd actually just come out of an abusive relationship at the age of 22, really severely abusive relationship. Yeah. I had a really bad car crash at the age of 23. I had to be cut out of the car. There was a lot of, you know, trauma. It was all at the same time. Yeah. Very close. Yeah. And then, and I had a colleague at work who, who passed away, who got killed by in a car accident. There was a lot of trauma for me at that time. I was very young. And when I was 25, it was actually when I left, to go to Singapore. So I was 25 when I got on the plane. I'd never been to Southeast Asia. I'd never been to Asia at all. Um, and I and I took this job in Singapore and I landed there for the first time. And, you know, when I think about my journey from, from 25 to 30, I was in Singapore. Mm-hmm. At the age of 30, I moved to Israel. I was there for almost four years. And then I moved back to the UK in April, 2020. So I've been back here in, in Norwich and uh, Norfolk for almost two years now in lockdown year (laughs) and I didn't know anyone in Norfolk I didn't grow up in Norfolk I grew up in London my parents had had a house here they sold the house in London they moved here so I ended up with them there was a lot of healing to do around living with them again a lot of father wounding that I was working on my wounded feminine around the absent masculine the non-present masculine the non the non kind of loving masculine in my perception and yeah it's been an incredible incredible journey and I I just feel yeah I feel so grateful that I'm here that I'm in a in a place where I'm able to build community create these women's circles I I, you know I also run a love jam community where I'm bringing you know conscious community together that's a voluntary thing that I do Um, and and I just love connecting people and being with people and supporting people on their journey because that's that's my gift to the world and and if you know we all bring our gifts and our magic we're here to support the ascension of this planet and the consciousness of this planet and and we need it like we We all need it and mother earth needs it and the feminine something's got to change something's (laughs) got to change 
it is changing I do feel like it's changing yeah um and and just because we're a small drop in the ocean it doesn't mean we're not making huge ripples and I think that's you know for anyone on their spiritual path right now or anyone awakening or anyone feeling a bit lost or anyone feeling like they lost their purpose or their confidence and you know especially the last two years probably people really struggled with that um I just I want to just let you know that that actually like your magic has huge ripple effects so don't hide that power away like awaken it take it slow and awaken it and bring it back because we need you we, we need you <laughs> like, 100% we need you <laughs> I don't I don't know if it, you found the same thing but I'm just finding that more and more people are looking for some kind of spirituality within their life it's not very long ago I would say 10 years ago any kind of religion any kind of spirituality was just like whatever yeah you're, you're a raging hippie or whatever it might be yeah. now everyone's I'm curious I want to know more it's almost like yeah there is this huge percentage of people just desperate for something more now and just stepping onto this journey with open hearts and open minds. And it's wonderful. It's beautiful to witness. And I, and I, and I think that through the purposeful separation comes this desire for unity. And this is, this is, yeah, I, I would say, you know, in the past two years since I moved back to the UK, um, as I said, not knowing anyone not one person in Norfolk just my mum and dad literally that was my dream to was to create community and to seek that out and and people are seeking it because it feels safe because we're looking for safety and there's been a constant imbalance of the masculine and feminine on this planet a constant Mm -hmm. imbalance and when we don't feel balanced we don't feel safe it's like if I asked you to stand on one leg for hours, I mean, you might be able to teach your yoga teacher. I can't. And it's promising like, nothing. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel grounded, right? Like it doesn't feel yeah. safe because there's nothing there to catch you. And I think <clears throat> we have to catch ourselves, but also we, we were never meant to live alone community. You know, you say, we say it takes, a, you know, a village to raise a child. And now there's all these, you know, women trying to raise children in their nuclear families, whether they're single mums or with a partner, I think there's still so much difficulty in doing that alone. And we used to have a village, literally, yes. to help you raise the kids. And, and it, you know, the kids would go to various different houses and, and it would feel safe. Yeah. And we don't have that anymore. And that is why this is why like during these last years there are people that that feel more and more isolated and there are people that are like it's awoken them to the need for community the need to connect the need for intimacy and the the need for depth of connection not this connection that's like shallow and and you know surface level but hey actually we want like true deep intimacy and connection and that is not easy to open up to when you've been so hurt and so wounded and so traumatized which we all have been absolutely it's a journey and that's part of the journey to awakening the feminine right trusting the masculine trusting your inner masculine trusting your inner feminine and unifying those energies it's, it's a journey and it's, it's and a not and not hating the opposite it's just oh, yeah. I don't want to be masculine because I hate everything about it or vice versa women who don't want to be feminine because they it, yeah they, perceive it Mm -hmm. makes them seem weak or whatever it might be yeah and it's that it's that hate for the opposite which everything is polarized these days everything 
Yeah. And everyone in the middle just wants everything to be okay and pull those edges in. Yeah. But there are these two opposites and there's such hate for either edge. Yeah. And it, it's so sad. And I feel like that's 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 purposeful. Like division yeah. and divisiveness is purposeful because A, it sells and B, it causes fear and C, it gets people to do the things that they want people to do. So yes. when we... When Click we things, are spend a, money, vote. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the, all the things, right? It's been like that for years. So, yeah. you know, our whole, our whole culture, <clears throat> the world's culture, the economy lives on fear. Like yes. that fear sells, we know. So we we want to we want to really come out of that fear space and come back into our hearts and actually, yes, we can feel the fear and yes, it's not to bypass the fear. We don't want like love and light. That's not what what I'm about at all. I'm very much about diving into the shadows. But there, with that comes, yes, I can. I get to feel pleasure and joy. And it's okay. Like no one's going to take that away from me. Or maybe they are, but that's just life. And it's going to come up and down like this all the time. And Mm. that's the balance that we're constantly looking for. And and really that lack of safety comes with a lack of trust. And because we don't trust, because we've been taught not to trust, it's very hard for women. You know, it it frustrates me when, when I see things out there like, just surrender to the universe and everything will be fine. I'm like, you're asking people to jump without a net. Like you can't ask the feminine to surrender when she doesn't know what it's like to feel safe. And so every, every work, everything, every session I hold or every circle I hold or any breathwork session I hold, the ultimate thing for me is safety. And if, if people don't feel safe in my space, like that's an issue for me. I need people to come with a sense of safety and to, and to feel like I'm providing them that safety in that moment, because so many of us don't really truly know what it feels like to feel safe and therefore we can't trust. And it's, 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 it's a constant journey with that. So, Oh, it's incredible. So yeah. with that in mind, then we're, you're holding a women's circle at the festival. Yes. So to encourage people to feel safe, in that yeah. spirit yeah could you explain a little bit about what it's about what happens what they can expect yeah. absolutely yeah so um I, I I'm also going to do a, a talk I think as well which will come yes, on you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that yeah. next yeah great so yeah women I mean the women's circles for me you know women have been sitting in circle for centuries this is they you know I always say to my women at the beginning of the circle like why are we here why do we sit in circle Firstly, it's to honour the feminine, it's to have a safe space to be seen, heard and witnessed. It's a safe space to feel like you can leave behind any judgment, any sister wounds, any competition. We're not here to, um, we're here to support one another and to really witness and hold one another. And really the women's circles, they've been, they've been, so women have been gathering in circles for years. They followed the cycles. They they honored their menstrual cycles. Women would be separated during that time um, into the red tent or the moon lodge. And they would have this time of, of regeneration and recuperation. And it is a, a death and a rebirth. Every month we die and we rebirth. And when we tune in with our cycle, our internal cycles, and then the cycle of the earth and the, the rhythm of the, of, the, of, the, of the seasons, the rhythm of the earth, and our internal cycles, there is so much wisdom that is passed down to us ancestrally that we can tap into. 
So when, you know, during the menstrual cycle, I know like when I'm feeling like a very deep sense of rage, for example, or a deep sense of mistrust, that's not just me in this moment. That is like years and lifetimes of, of my ancestors feeling that same thing. And it's coming through my womb because I'm bleeding. Right. And it's so, so, so powerful. Yeah. So in these women's circles, we everyone runs their circles differently. I I tend to call mine a bit of a living workshop. So depending on the theme of the circle that I hold each month um, here in Norwich, I hold cacao ceremonies with it as well. So we have intentions with the cacao, which is a sacred um, plant medicine from South America. And um, it's a heart opener and it's full of, you know, incredible immune immune boosting properties. But for example, when I just held a women's circle on on Saturday for the spring equinox, the whole theme was around awakening the earth and finding the seeds inside of you that want to want to grow and be birthed. So we did an an opening uh, meditation, a grounding meditation. And then I asked everyone to share where they come from and what their intention for the space is, what they want to receive from the circle and the space that evening. We did a beautiful um, movement uh, meditation where I asked them to be little seeds on the ground and um, they were kind of opening up their seeds and cracking it open and how comfortable was it for them to crack to crack open and to be seen a little bit or do they want to stay in the dark are they ready to be seen are they ready to shoot up and it was this beautiful movement where they you know and just allowing each woman to intuitively feel like her resistance and her edge and how comfortable she was to take up space as well you know permission to take up space is something that we haven't really been given and yeah and so um we we wrote intentions on some little leaves and I gave them and we put them around the altar and we did a deeper journey and then we did some journaling and then had a sharing circle so it was a really beautiful um you know that's the kind of way I run my circles it's more of a living workshop it's not we don't just sit down and share I, I offer lots of opportunities for interaction and and reflection and, and embodied movement and ways to kind of awaken and aliven the things inside that need to be brought to the surface. Um, and then the sharing circle itself is always very uh, sacred. So no one interrupts or asks questions. It's just, you're really there to, to hold the space for each other. And it, what's so beautiful really about women's circles is that no matter what you come to the, to the circle with, you will find some sort of reflection or resonance in someone else. Um, one of the circles I held here, I um, I asked them to write down some words on a, on a post-it around um, what is wounded in their feminine and they put it in the middle. And then I asked them to pick out somebody else's words. And it was just like the, the amount of connections and resonances that they were like, oh, that one speaks to me. And it's like, yeah, because I feel that too. We're not alone. And I think it just really helps women to feel that way, that they're not alone and that we are all in this together. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. We often get so insular and just think, I'm the only one feeling this. I'm the only one going through this. And it's so easy just to almost place layers and layers of shame on what you're feeling, what you're going through. But to know that probably everyone else is going through the exact same thing. Yeah, at varying levels and times and all the rest of it. But we all feel it. We all feel it. We just don't always talk about it or share about it. Uh, Oh, that's amazing. So uh, with the uh, talk, you're doing the talk first, aren't you, I believe? Yeah. So what is your talk about the festival, at the festival all about? Can't get my words out tonight. This is a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) 
airy season. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny on the weekend. You know, we've gone from Pisces into Aries now. Yep. And on Sunday, we, we went to a sauna to like <clears throat> detox and like clear the energy for part of the spring equinox. And on the way back, we stopped for some lunch. And when we tried to, to leave, there was a whole flock of rams that literally came out the car yeah it was like every season's coming at us (laughs) literally the rams are here it was so funny so what are the odds of that happening i have no idea it was so funny Um, that's probably why i feel all off kilter blooming aries (laughs) i'm very headstrong i'm a pisces i was happy (laughs) Uh, yeah you're in your pisces season um So the talk I'm going to be doing is about around rebirthing breathwork, which is the style of breathwork that I practice and hold space for. Um, And what I'll be talking about is the connection to birth trauma and the way that you come into this world and how that affects um, your breath and also your uh, patterns of behavior and why really rebirthing breathwork is an incredible um, embodied experience for you to move through some of that trauma and to remove that from your cellular system and to to allow your body to to express and experience some of those feelings um, and really like shift that through your body in a very safe and embodied way with, with, you know, my guidance or whoever's guiding you through the session. Um, So it will be, it will be a talk and then I'll, I'll also allow a little bit of time for a tiny little bit of actual um, practice of the breath work, just a teeny tiny bit, just to get a sense of it. Um, But the actual embodied breath work sessions that I hold are much longer and deeper intimate sessions. And therefore it's not, not super um, uh, relevant for this kind of event, but um, yeah, people can certainly come and come and experience that, you know, another time I'm around in Norwich. So. And find um, out all about it. Yeah. And then of course, get in touch with you when it blows their mind yeah because I feel like and, and you know it's interesting with the you know the fact that it's called rebirthing breath work you know and I, I I actually explored a lot of my own birth um journey my own birth script and you know what was happening for my mum when she was pregnant with me and she lost a child before me and I was next in the womb and like there's so much that's connected then to the way we express ourselves or the way we live our lives um wow. and yeah because I'm so fascinated by that I'm actually going to do doula training in a couple of weeks I'm going to uh, train to be a doula as well so I feel like you know I've worked with children all my life in schools and it's like I've seen the trauma of teens I've worked with adults I do this rebirthing breath work and if I can also know and support how to consciously bring human life into the world you know that's like the stepping stone like it's like the birth keeping right that's how it you're feels. tying it all together yeah it yeah. feels really relevant and really really alive for me to do that um yeah yeah wow. I think yeah yeah It'll especially amazing. Like in my own feminine and like coming to an age where it's like motherhood is on the horizon like at some point that feel, feels really relevant to me when I'm working with other people's birth trauma so like you know be able to hold space for my own too so it's really yes. it's really a fascinating journey and no one really talks about it either so that's why I love it <laughs> no, no one talks about it it's like oh, yeah what? <laughs> yeah amazing I think mothers talk about it more yeah but yeah yeah and oh, not their own birth they might talk about the birth that they the, the birth of their child yes yeah but not their own entry into the world themselves no yeah no yeah Which you're right there. yeah <laughs> um so this has just been amazing. I could literally talk to you all night, 
But uh, if people are equally blown away, how do they get in touch with you? How do they find you? Where are you in the world online? I know you have a great online presence. Go follow, definitely. So yeah, Thank tell you. tell the world where they can find you. Sure. So um, I have several channels or ways that you can access me. Um, my website, which is www.shani.coaching.co.uk, soon to be changing at some point. I have a new new name coming out, um, but you can find me there. So that's shanibellacoaching.co.uk. You can also find me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook page is shanibella. You can find me on Instagram at underscore shanibella. Um, and you can also find me on YouTube. And you can find me in Norwich. So yeah. <laughs> if you are local, um, I run regular women's circles from my house in Norwich. Um, I also am going to be booking the yoga tree more regularly. I've just booked another one for uh, the yoga tree for a Beltane women's circle on the 7th of may that's a saturday evening and um a friend and i are also running a day retreat for women called awaken on the 14th of may and that's going to be at hickling barn in norfolk as well just outside of norwich and that's a beautiful whole day workshop and um, for women to come together Has that still got spaces yeah 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 absolutely I wonder what i'm doing on the 14th of may oh come and join um yeah, so yeah uh, and you can also find me online and and you know i have a facebook group the divine school of feminine awakening you can come and join me there so you can find me in, in a whole host of places eventbrite i list a lot i list a lot of my events on my website but also through eventbrite so yeah you can find me brilliant. in all sorts of places <laughs> well all of this will go in the show notes so okay. that it can just scroll down and find you right there but um oh. yeah love it love it told you she had a good online presence (laughs) (laughs) well that's how we connected isn't it because I saw I don't even know how I think I saw a post for your yoga festival and I just reached out to you and I think that's something that women feel maybe unable to do is to reach out and ask and and it's something that I've learned to do so much like living abroad I had to I didn't know anyone so I had to form those connections and even like I said moving back here so I was about to say, moving back here, you had to yeah, do the same thing. Absolutely. And it's beautiful. And when we do that and we create the connections, it's just like, yeah, it just women just flood in and it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it has been amazing doing this festival because it is so against my nature, my normal nature to A, ask for help mm. and B, reach out. I'm like, just come to me, guys. But doing this process of organizing the festival is completely shifted. A, I'm asking for help left, right and centre and it feels good. And also I'm not feeling judged for it, which I think that was a block for me. I was like, people will judge me, people will think I can't do it. But actually, no, it's felt amazing and people have been amazing. And by reaching out and having people come to me as well, I've made these wonderful connections. And you know when someone comes into your life and you're like, you're meant to be here, this is right. And it's, it's been that multiple times and it's just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. It yes. Is, this I is love right. that. That's yeah. it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it really yes. is. It's what it's all about. And yeah, yeah, it's going to break me, but it's also going to create something amazing and new. It is. It is. And I know so many people would appreciate it. And, you know, like, I think, I think where, you know, Norwich, for anyone who's listening that doesn't know where Norwich is, it's a small little city in the hump of, of England and in, in what's known as the lost corner of England. But we are, yep. we, we have incredible community here and there are so many amazing people around here. So much 
willingness to help and neighborliness and friendliness and it, it is really beautiful to bring that back as like the core value of where you live and know that actually there are people out there and yes I can ask for help and support and and there are people out there and it's it's beautiful and that's how we it should be living beautiful. our lives we're not yeah. meant to do this all alone so absolutely yeah. and it is <laughs> Norwich is jam-packed with small independent businesses yeah jam-packed every other person seems to own their own business and it's just awesome to be a part of you know getting that word out there and showing as many people as possible what a Norwich yoga has to offer but also all the other all the other wellness health businesses within this area because there is a lot (laughs) yeah yeah it's really attracting an incredibly um spiritual community but a very grounded community and that's what I love it feels very it feels Norwich to me I think you know I've lived as I said all over the world London Singapore Tel Aviv like major world cities and to me like this is the most at home I've ever felt in my entire life on this planet I was just saying it to a a friend of mine who I studied um to be a drama teacher with back in London years ago has also just moved to Norfolk around the corner. Amazing. From me. Yeah. And she's, she is now a reflexologist and a doula. But um, yeah, like, it's like, wow, we both made it here for a reason. And it's like our lives from when you asked me 10 years ago. And I think back to when I was training to be a teacher with her, like how different our lives were and how we both ended up here and doing all these different things. And it's, it really is incredible. And I think it brings that beautiful sense of masculine and feminine here because it's spiritual and you can find the spirituality here, but it's, it's grounded and there's yep. a safety with it. And that's lot yep. that for me is like key. <laughs> so I'm 100%. grateful. Yeah, me too. Oh, Shanee, this has been just wonderful. Thank so you thank so. you so much for coming on. You're welcome. I look forward to, to really meeting you. <laughs> Actual in real life. It'll in be real life. Yes. Thank you. <laughs>